Hi, I'm John, and I'm the best. And I'm Colin, I'm the best at being the best. <laughs> I'm Paul, I'm the best podcaster on hold. What? <laughs> Don't want to close my eyes. Cue that theme song. This is insane. You lost your mind? He's got space dementia. All right, Armageddon. Wow. We're not talking the biblical Armageddon. Either. Although I, I wish, wish we, we were. were. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably more fun. <laughs> and All more right. humorous. It's... We weren't supposed to blow our loads early on this one. But... Let me tell you something. When I when this the credits rolled on this fucking thing, I was like, I got to rethink The Rock. Because maybe I was too hard on The I Rock. I think you were too hard the, on The, the Rock. Because The Rock is like were. an epic. Uh, it's the godfather compared to It's a to masterpiece, Armageddon. The Rock. Okay. It is. It is. Honestly. <laughs> I was like. God, The Rock is actually really, really good yeah, compared to is. Armageddon. So Armageddon was 1998, um, released from is Michael right? Bay. I think it's right. Um, so basically, there's the best deep core drilling crew <laughs> in the world. The best. The best. They're totally the best. And America's the best because they're the only ones who could possibly Harry, solve this. played by Bruce Willis, he was the, the best. best. Yeah, and AJ, played by Ben Affleck, is the he best was the at best. running his crew. John, yeah. tell that story about his teeth, because I didn't know this. Apparently, if you watch some of Ben Affleck's earlier films, he had regular human being teeth, which is fine. He didn't have bad teeth at all. But apparently, Michael Bay has this thing for hero teeth, which are big, white, shiny teeth. And so... Um, paid for Ben Affleck to have his teeth to done get, for like, this movie because he's kind of in this, this for his teeth. Like veneers or partials or whatever. I'm trying to think of another actor he did this with in another one of his films. Um, but Who'd say no to that, true. though? i got to be can, honest. You can if look someone that up. offered that to me, I'd be like, all right, Well, then I'll he'd be like, you're not going to be in the movie. And not only did he do his teeth, he's like, you must be smeared in Vaseline for this whole movie we, so that you look We sweaty. have to keep in mind that Ben Affleck wasn't really a household name back then. Not, this was when his When a guy first... like Michael Bay says, you're getting your fucking teeth done, you're getting your fucking teeth done. That's yeah. fair. You also hear the story that, that Affleck said to Michael Bay. He's like, wouldn't it be easier for astronauts to learn how to... to Drill, then you know, drill <laughs> is to be, be astronaut. The drill in the ground, and Michael Bay said, go. Shut the fuck up, yeah, basically. Oh, he said that, yeah, he said, Shut the fuck up. That was that was the end of the story. So, I don't know if you could say that to Ben Affleck today, probably being not a Batman today. and everything. No, he'd, he'd kick the shit out of Is him. this before this? They shot started shooting because they could have like during, revamped the I think whole it was script during yeah. filming, yeah. and um, they could have made. I'm sure that he's not the only one to have asked that question. He's just probably the only person who's admitted it. But yeah. so Armageddon, do you, do you really need to know this? You know, the summary of what happens. There's a giant asteroid coming to hit Earth. How big? As, the size of Texas. It just yeah. simplifies it. And Charlton it. Heston lays it all out for us at the start of the movie saying, it happened before, it will happen. Okay, and Here is the age of dinosaurs. Of we yeah. won't show you any dinosaurs, no. however. <clears throat> Who would start a movie that way when you could make that like kind of like a key point? in the movie where all of a sudden like they find out an asteroid is coming instead of explaining you've, that before the movie even begins you've already jumped ahead too far because you didn't even talk about the main title exploding in yeah. flames on the screen oh it's, you're it's right pretty bad we talked about that as well that pretty much sums up the failure of this movie in the first five seconds you're like you roll your eyes immediately and go oh fuck because that's the kind of movie it is yeah and then so then we open with i forget the comedian's name who's riding on the bike with his, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin, right, yeah. And he's riding along, not even a main character, just a cameo for Eddie Griffin. I don't know if he was even big at the time. And a meteor shower hits New York City and starts tearing shit up. And 
this movie sets the stage, or this scene sets the stage for the movie with explosions. Oh yeah, loud. This Meteors hit, super loud. And Grand Central Station blows up, and and uh, some huge buildings blow up, and then cars are just flipping, and then Mr. Cooper, as a taxi driver, makes a cameo, and just more explosions, and then more explosions. And to throw back to everything we've talked about in the past is when a movie is bad and the special effects are bad, it makes the movie worse. Yeah, the special effects, they look... Some of the car explosions and flipping because they're real, fine. There's just lots of flames and smoke. But, so, but anything digital in this scene is atrocious. Really bad. This movie cost $140 million. <laughs> Which even back then was ridiculous. That's a lot of money in 98. Like a lot yeah, of money. That, lot. Who knows what that would be adjusted? It would be like $250 million or something. And he, he had, it was similar when we talked about The Rock. And he had huge budget and it made huge. This movie made huge banks. So, I mean, you have to respect that. But once it was, I think it was $550 million it made. Oh, and who did we find out was a writer of the script? J.J. Abrams. Oh, That's correct. Ouch. What a fucking hack. Ouch. I know. This is so embarrassing for him. Like, how would anybody yeah, have given him Yeah, but the thing is, work? everything he writes is embarrassing. I don't know why why he's still getting writing gigs because he's a hack he proves time and time again all he cares about is spectacle he does not care about longevity he does not care about stories having legs anything he's ever had oh, a hand in lost? writing <laughs> yeah does not you cannot look at it a year back and go that was a great story yeah. nothing he's written not even like a month back even the star trek movies how many fucking star trek fans he's pissed off because they're just he just does not give a shit the about only story. one that i would give him a pass on was and i may, maybe you guys don't agree with me but i for some reason feel like the first star trek movie that was okay he's he's a fucking hack and I let's can't. let's just pause and for a second <laughs> go he was one of nine writers on that movie that's correct on armageddon yeah yeah, yeah. and that was the best thing that nine <laughs> people could come up with was that piece of shit yeah. I know, and some people came in and just wrote one scene. Like that scene with uh, one of the worst scenes of the movie, and the writer actually admits that it is, that wrote it and never put his name on it, is the scene where Ben Affleck's doing the animal crackers on right. his girlfriend's oh, titties, on her titties or whatever, are yeah. down her vagina, like, which yeah. is also super weird. I don't understand why that's going on, but he wrote that and laughs about it because they gave him a bunch of money and he said it's the worst scene in the movie. No. Terrible, terrible, terrible uh, writing. So where do we even start to talk about this? We could just throw things on a dartboard like anything. Uh, Steve Buscemi is a fucking pedophile. How about yeah. that one? There's there's two <laughs> two or three scenes where he, he like make jokes about fucking underage people. Yeah. How old are you? And oh, the FBI are here for me again. Oh, no, I didn't know. Like yeah. that's so that's wrong. Yeah. Michael Bay thinks that's funny, though. Yeah, yeah. apparently that's really not. So my let's talk about positives. My my favorite part of this movie is this small little bit of the movie where the the ragtag bunch of guys come to NASA and like they They're go the they testing. go crazy. Yeah. Like when they're doing all the testing and the psychology. So I laugh still at the some of the stuff. The absolute best is when Michael Clark Duncan, they're like, your cholesterol is really bad. And he just, he's like, fuck all that. And he stands up at the table like, yeah, baby. And yeah. he's got laugh his like, my ass yeah, off. and he's wearing like some kind of leopard striped yeah. underwear and he's like flexing. I love all that stuff. And I still laugh when um, they're psycho, the psychoanalyst stuff with Buscemi. Like the dialogue, for whoever wrote the dialogue for all that stuff. I only good. laughed at two things. One, when Buscemi says that when they're in the space shuttle and say that the it was built by the lowest bidder. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. That was actually clever. And the second thing I laughed at was also involving Steve Buscemi was he has space dementia. Yeah. Nine writers came up with space dementia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not a lasting thing. He's like, 
he seems to actually walk through it by the time. He's like, I just wanted to die out there. That like, wasn't a line they threw in there was a joke either. No, I know. Like that, that <laughs> it's bad. It's just, it's all so bad. There's um, speed bumps. You guys always talk about your speed bumps. Yes. There's about a billion speed bumps in this movie and they drive me crazy. Like how many things could go wrong once they land on that asteroid and the plan for getting on the asteroid, let's fly in the rear where all the debris will be. <laughs> okay. No problem. Um, the ships are supposed to be made of, uh, impenetrable titanium, but they use the Gatling guns that they've fitted the armadillos to shoot through and drive through like fucking and why? paper. And it looks like how did, machine guns. How did it? that armadillo survive the crash? The fact that it was standing upright as their savior, because if the, it was upside down or thrown around or damaged at all, they couldn't have gotten it out. Um, the Russian cosmonaut, your buddy, Peter Stormare. We thought I that must like be your Peter favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, he must be. Come on, tell us you love Stormare. I, I, I do love Stormare. Russian hero. I, I do love Stormare. <laughs> I didn't honestly. His whole scene, all of that didn't need to be there. I no, mean, it was all of the was, space station stuff could have been cut. They should have I, I didn't understand the point of it because the, the whole thing blew up, and I was like, did they get the gas or not? Yeah. They say they got 90%. Okay, yeah. but they just, and they actually the just have a guy in the there. background screaming that out as everything's just wrapping up. They're like, they got 90% of their gas. Yeah, oh, no, they, there's no reason for them thanks. to go to space station at all other that, than to that, introduce the crazy cosmonaut. Guy. That whole scene should have been cut. Yep. The scene where they go to the bar. Cut. My boys need a night out. There's pressure. They're too much for them. It's like, well, you signed them up for this, you idiot. Yeah. That didn't need to be there, but they go to the strippers and the, the lunar shuttle or whatever doing the Dukes of Hazard jump. All oh, that nonsense. That all so all I was, of those scenes yeah. had to have been John, the John garbage. said that movie would have... Now, John never said this movie would be good. No. But he said the movie would have been a little improved if you didn't know those guys survived and they showed up in the rover. Just at the absolutely. right time. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, oh my God. And then it would have been a surprise save the day. Not, oh, I'm driving towards this dot. What does this button do? I don't know. And then not only is that jump ridiculous, but that Peter Stormare has to get out and start like... Just ramming Defrosting. shit. Defrosting. The fact that he saves the day at the end when they're trying to leave the meteor by ramming the machine with a wrench. Yeah. That's just insulting. Yeah. Like, uh, so I said this to Colin as, as we were watching the movie. Who is this meant to appeal to? And can, isn't it possible to have a kind of little bit over the top movie, but that it's actually good with good action and, and good story? Like, does it have to be so fucking ridiculous that it makes you cringe inside. This goes to a whole new level of crazy over the top shit and close calls and space dementia and the best drillers on the world becoming astronauts. And I'm like, at the end of the day, when they watched this final cut, did they not think that two hours and 30 minutes was a little long and that the dialogue and, and care, like none of this is believable. And also, or... also like there is no emotional impact when AJ no. shows up, if you do show them surviving. And plus, you don't have to explain all of the nonsense with the machine guns and how they got there. No. If they just show up in the armadillo and then you accept it because you don't know, yes. you just know they got out with the vehicle. It had and so much them. more impact just from a, from a writing perspective. It's just shocking that nine screenwriters couldn't figure oh, that out. What about the editor and Michael Bay sitting there saying, maybe we should cut all that stuff out for time and just have them show up and the audience will never see it coming. It'll be this great moment. And everyone will cheer. Like when you're at your sixth writer added on, and then they're like, no, we need another scene with uh, some animal crackers, something intimate. And like, let's get a seventh writer for that. Let's get an eighth writer. And then, like, if it was nine credited, you got to say at that point, 
we're done here. Let's restart and get some new people involved because this is not working I just out. get one guy. Anyway. I'm, I'm glad you brought up the editing, though, because I remember watching Armageddon in the theater. And what I remember clearly about it was that was the first example where I went and I noticed the editing, how bad it was. Because if editing is good, you shouldn't notice it. But that was shockingly bad, especially the opening scene. It was practically unwatchable on a, on a television screen, let alone in, the, in a movie theater. It's, it's just such a fucking mess. Like, but this is know. once again also like bad filmmaking, bad writing, because nobody cares about like a city getting demolished when you don't see, you don't have any connection with the people. You just have a, you have like a landmark, an iconic landmark, yeah. and then this city gets blown up. It's like who cares? There's no, there's nothing to connect me with. Like, oh, I have family in London, or this main character has family in London that we've met and gotten to know and, and invested emotionally, and then they die. And the, their aims and emotional impact are so off on this movie. Do you ever notice with Bruce Willis when he's not yelling or angry or animated that he basically sounds exactly like Clint Eastwood smoking weed while getting head? <laughs> <laughs> just drive the car, I'll go. You always ask as many questions, I'll go. Just drive the car, I'll go. He also screams. I want you to picture that next yeah, time you listen to I'm Bruce Willis. I right now. I was Clint Eastwood. Thanks for that. Hi, we're getting head. That's Bruce Willis talking. <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. <laughs> and every time he screams in this movie, I, I made a joke about him screaming in this movie like he does in Die Hard 2 when he gets ejected out of the plane. He does it about six times in this movie. Yeah. Whereas I can't, I don't want to blow the mic, but he's like, <laughs> I can't. And when they slingshot around the moon, it's his voice screaming, but then it's the echo of it as, it's they, a go, gargle, as they go past. It's a gargle scream. It's like, I can't do it. But <laughs> yeah, the shuttle in this movie is really inconsistent. Like one of the examples is it's flying around the moon when it's flying into the space station. It's like it's flying using, you know, air pressure as a control yeah. with rudders. I'm like, that's not how space works. No, and everybody or, knows that. Was just me or the space shuttles flying awfully close together. Yeah, they were when they're, when they're shuttles, dumping their their spare yeah, fuel tanks and shit. At it's each like other. No problem. They're, they were dry, they were flying closer than fucking Fast and the Furious cars driving a road together. Yeah, that's crazy. That's the, I mean, I'm sure they had the best pilots for that. Yeah. But give me a well, fucking everyone was break. the best. And lots of shit going to manual with the pilots. Like <laughs> we're coming to the space station, going to manual. It's like don't do that. Use the computer system. <laughs> I I found the movie off, often struggled with the concept of time. Yes. It didn't really, they didn't understand how time well, worked. Especially in the movie. since they make a huge deal to say there's only 18 days uh, once they find it. Well, they to, came to, and got Bruce and Liv. And they said, that was at 18 days. Right. Yeah. So they said, come and come with us. We're flying you to Langley and we're going to talk to important people. Yeah. And they fly to Langley. Yeah. And they leave Langley and they go find all the crew they members. They said that it was 18 hours by the time they got to Langley. But they, when they found the crew member, it was like months or years had gone by. It seemed, I don't know. AJ had, it seemed like it was the next day. AJ had started up his own company. And he had an oil well. he had an oil well. And everyone else was like at their place doing their own thing. And it's like, oh, no, we know yeah. where else. So, like, but they got them within, it must have been within 10 hours. They got everybody else there. Oh, and the coordinated arrival I really liked. Or everybody yes. pulls up in a car, yes. even though they came from all over the globe. Yeah. Awesome. It's really strange, too. The ticking clock, I, I, I don't understand how... Filmmakers can't figure out that you if 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 you say there's like five minutes left and the movie goes on for twenty minutes, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. Or if there's seconds to burn that you don't use that moment to make a long distance phone call to your daughter. Yeah. Or if there's one minute before a nuclear device blows up that you make somebody swear on their daughter's life that you're gonna do something. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like at that point you don't have time to offload the nuke anyway, so just shut up and disarm it and yeah. then make your decision. Yeah. What are you losing by doing that? 
I thought it was uh, the American flags constantly in the oh. background was that was. I was going to say which one, but then it's pretty much in every screen. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit much. I'm There's... surprised they didn't plant an American flag on the meteor. <laughs> when Before they were it blows there. up, claiming yeah. yeah, the meteor that flew into the earth and destroyed it was American. I also enjoyed the uh, the negligent father there who who <laughs> somehow his wife falls for him again when he, she, yeah. he finds out he's an astronaut. I know. Also, he's how... still a gambleholic. Yeah. I guarantee he spends the rest of his See life. See that loser? Oh, that or loser's the, your daddy. Or the stripper who uh, somehow leaves the strip club and finds Steve Buscemi uh, at, the, um, at the launch pad I, I, with the movies up and I, then is with him at the wedding. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then at the wedding at the very end, it pans across to show Bruce Willis and the other guys who died wearing spacesuits. I'm like, they weren't, they weren't astronauts. astronauts. <laughs> they were drillers. It would have been like in cowboy hats and with like their dicks hanging out. With right, money. Holding a drill. And, and like something like, come on, fuck. And also, so the father thing. The, and we the, had to see that wedding, did we? The, like, no, the mom is so bad because she tells the kid when the, when he shows up <laughs> that it's a salesman. Yeah. But then as yeah. soon as she founds out, finds out that he's saving the world, she's like, that's your daddy. Yeah. And yeah. then it shows the kid and he's like, I'm very confused. And, and, yeah. and also the kid would have gotten a chance to meet his father, but now his father's going to his death. And now she drops it on him before when he met him that he was a salesman. If I'm that kid and I grow up, I'm like, I had a chance to talk to my father. You told me he was a salesman, you fucking bitch. Yeah. Go Wrong. fuck yourself. Wrong. So, <laughs> Still hasn't paid any alimony, though. No. Well, with uh, his gambling winnings, he was winning. There's so many things that happen to put the mission at risk. So they go to the space station and the communication system is busted. The lever to stop the gas flow is busted. Um, there is a gas leak causing a huge explosion. Like there's about five or six things that happen there that are close close calls. Then they get to the asteroid, and how many things go wrong there? They miss the landing zone. They lose a crew. The the engine and communication system goes down. There's so many things that you're worn out by. I, I'm, I'm by the just time like, it comes again, time to blow uh, up the asteroid, you just don't give a shit anymore. I don't. It's like you know what? And then they let it fucking hit the earth. Yeah, they're ready to take off, and then they can't. Yeah. And then Bruce Willis gets blown down the hole and has to climb out and brings it down to like the zero barrier. Time. Not to mention the time allotted to to duct tape Steve Buscemi to a fucking chair. Yeah. Good thing so they brought who, the yeah. duct tape. Uh, yeah, that's What if great. someone gets space dementia? We better bring the tape in case you need to tape him to the chair. 100%. Or you know what you also should bring? Some fucking straws that we can draw straws yeah. on a fucking asteroid in outer space. It's like, I just happened to bring these straws. Really? Yeah. Where were those? And, and in my pocket? There's so many pressure situations where the engines won't start and all people keep yelling is, we got no time, hurry up and fix it. And she'd be like, fucking shut up. I'm <laughs> on it. You like, give me a fucking idea of what I'm supposed to be doing. And of course the answer is bash it with a wrench. Yeah. And then uh, just a little point, but he throws that wrench on the ground and then they all go sit down and now they're going to have a flying death projectile in the shuttle. Oh, um, and they brought a gun as well. Oh yeah. Space gun. Yeah. Um, Not to mention secondary well, protocol, guns. like it's terrible, it's, terrible, it's terrible, exhausting. It is how it was much very shit exhausting. goes wrong. Can I just ask a question here? Who casts Owen Wilson in any movie at all and then kills Owen Wilson? Yeah, how the fuck can you kill Owen? He Wilson? actually has some of the best lines in this movie and delivers them in his typical Owen of Wilson. Course. And then they fucking kill the guy. He's a puppy dog. How the fuck can you kill Owen Wilson? Yeah. I wish I could have seen his reaction when he found out he was gonna die. Michael, I thought we were pals. 
I thought we were amigos. I thought we were friends. Wow. <laughs> I like his scariest surface imaginable. He asks him what the surface is going to be like, and then Billy Bob Thornton gives him the run. He's like, okay, scariest, scariest, uh, scariest environment imaginable. That's all you had to say. Scariest environment <laughs> imaginable. I'm like, yeah, that's actually pretty funny. I enjoyed the notion that Steve Buscemi had to teach Liv Tyler how to use a tampon. Yeah. But hey, he didn't actually help her apply. Yeah. And especially with his pension for <laughs> underage girls, yeah. right? Like it's not a right up his alley. Yeah, you up know there. that he was jerking off about that later. Oh, yeah. Christ. So there you go. There are some <laughs> things to think about next time you watch this piece of <laughs> yeah. donkey That's shit That's what movie. we'll leave you with. Yeah. yeah. So uh, does this movie hold up? No. no. I don't think it ever did. No. It made lots of money. Yes. But- uh, right. In fact, I do want to close my eyes. In fact, I do want to fall asleep. I don't miss you, and uh, I do yeah, want to miss this and movie. Now, as I was the watching the movie, life. I was hoping an asteroid was going to hit the Earth, so I didn't have to continue to watch it. Yeah, that's that's how I felt. Yeah, and I want. I was looking around furiously for a nuclear bomb I could set off in my own. I was home. rooting for the asteroid <laughs> to, to put so us all out of our misery. Weird flashes yeah. of the rest of my life. I was rooting for the real biblical Armageddon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. please. All, all right. right, folks. Enjoy yourself uh, never watching this movie again. Just drive the car, I'll go. (laughs) 